Our text this day is the epistle lesson, Philippians chapter 3, especially this portion. Brothers, Paul says, join in imitating me and keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. This is the text. You may be seated. In the name of Jesus, dear friends, what difference does it make where you call home? Where you come from and where you grow up, well, that doesn't make much difference, does it? Of course it does. It's part of who you are. And if very small differences between states and nations and cultures matter, then just try to imagine being from an entirely different world. This isn't science fiction. It is exactly what our text speaks about this morning. Paul says our citizenship is in heaven. So we want to think about what that means. We Christians are citizens of another world. We've never seen it, but it lays claim on us, and it makes us different from the rest of the people, the ones who belong to this world. It doesn't teach us a new language, but it shapes our use of the language we have here. It doesn't give us new tastes, but it causes us to lose or at least deny many of the tastes we've learned from living here. Being a citizen of heaven doesn't make any difference in any good we might do, but it changes us as regards values and purposes and hopes and dreams. Most importantly of all, it changes our future. Though we live in a world where imitations are to be shunned and avoided, you know, it's just not as good as the real thing, Paul instructs the Philippians and us to join in imitating himself and to keep your eyes on those who walk according to the example you have in us. Believers and only believers are citizens of the place where God lives and rules. That place is our true home and our final destination. Our homeland is not a democracy. It's a kingdom. And as a kingdom, we're subject to a king. You are not free as a citizen of this kingdom to live just any way that happens to strike your fancy. We are given the duty of serving our king faithfully while we're here and representing our homeland faithfully. We are to show the whole world while here what our king is like and how wonderfully different our homeland is. So to do that, we are to imitate those who are faithful citizens and leaders of that homeland. When Paul wrote this letter, those other Christians had him and the apostles and their immediate disciples to watch and imitate. You and I have faithful parents and sponsors, Christian friends and church leaders. Citizenship in this other world is not by birth. An American born to American parents in any nation on earth is still an American by right. 
But a citizen of heaven is a citizen of heaven only by grace. Received through faith. And only as long as that citizen remains faithful. Paul tells us something about that when he talks about those who've turned away. For many who were once believers, of whom I have spoken to you many times before, and once again I speak of them with tears, they live as bitter enemies of the cross of Christ. Their end is eternal destruction. Their God is the desires of the flesh. And they are people who find glory in what is actually to their shame and who think about nothing but worldly things. These enemies of Christ about whom Paul speaks, they were once believers. These people were once citizens of heaven like you and me, but now they have set themselves against Christ. They took their stand against the forgiveness of sins and a Savior who died that they might live. They are lost, as he says, their end is eternal destruction. That is where they're going, by their own design. These are the people in the church who think only of what appeals to the flesh, whose focus is on being happy, being comfortable, and church fitting into their schedule daylight saving time notwithstanding. Some of these actually find their greatest delight in those things of which a Christian ought to be most ashamed. And the truth is, we can very easily point our fingers at others who are particularly offensive to us. But we all face the temptations to give just what we're comfortable giving, be it time or energy or attention or money we all face the temptation to put our own house in order first and to think about the body of christ second we are at least tempted by fame or popularity or comfort this worldly mindedness for us is just so natural we may not be from here But here is where we live. I grew up in this world. I want comfort. I want to be loved. I want the world around me to recognize who I am and how hard I work. And I would prefer if some of that recognition came in the form of cold, hard cash. Those are common temptations against which every Christian must struggle. Which is why Paul tells the Philippians to keep an eye on their behavior and to imitate the example that he and other faithful ones had set for them. Not so with you, Paul says, for our citizenship is in heaven, and from it we await a Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who will transform our lowly bodies to be like his glorious body by the power that enables him even to subject all things to himself. The reason we spend ourselves in this imitation is that we are not of this world any longer. 
we have been translated into citizenship in heaven by the washing of regeneration and renewal by the Holy Spirit. It was worked in us by the power of the Word, by the power of our Savior, who also happens to be our King, and whose power it is to rule and control everything. We look forward to the day when He will raise us out of our graves. Unless, of course, He returns before the day of our physical death. But even in that instance, we look forward to Him totally reworking our tired, aging bodies so infected with sin and twisted by its effects. He will rework them and transform them to be just like His body. The very same body that the disciples saw on Easter evening and during the days that followed. A body of glory. We can be confident that physical reworking will come because He's already reworked us spiritually. We're no longer of this world ruled by sin. We are redeemed, restored, forgiven because Jesus took our sin and guilt and shame and died for us and gave us His righteousness and eternal life in exchange. He has the power and He has promised us that He will do it for our bodies as well. The life we are called to live is the one that is of faith. We are to choose our actions on the basis of this hope. We are to form our values on the basis of these promises. We are to speak and live as those who truly expect that our Savior is coming and that He is going to do what He has promised to do. We are to live as those who are eagerly awaiting something they expect really soon. Our Savior coming to take us to that homeland of which we've heard but not yet seen. Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life. Hold fast what you have so that no one may seize your crown. These two passages from the Revelation to St. John echo nicely what Paul is saying here in our epistle today. We are citizens of heaven. Let us keep that in our hearts and minds and walk deliberately, carefully, and faithfully as those who know what they're doing and why. Let us imitate Paul and the other apostles and all the faithful who have gone before us as they imitated Christ and walked in His footsteps. Because we have a hope. We are citizens of heaven. Amen. The peace of God which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.